Hello, I am Matt Ramage. I'm Dustin. And this is Before the Dust Settles, a show dedicated to... Oh man. Uh, real conversations with people trying to make change in the world and I kind of botched it. Just real conversations with people. I should learn it. I should We don't know what it. it is. It's a good show though. Yeah, uh, it's a good show because of the good guests. So today we have uh, Jesse Wyman and Andrea Ann from Nolita Studios. Um, they run a successful full service um, recording studio and, well, artist studio for, for musicians here in Saskatoon. For Saskatchewan artists, they have won, uh, had some of their work win awards for Cody Prevost and uh, for album of the year and uh, some nominations for music videos and they are turning two this month, which is crazy, so. Yeah, we yeah. Talk, about, uh, talk about all things music, mostly music biz. They, uh, they shed some dirt on uh, some of the artists that they work with. Just kidding, they don't actually. They're very, they're very, uh, they're very tight-lipped about any shenanigans that may or may not go on in the music industry. Yeah. But it was a good conversation and I think you'll enjoy it. So have fun. Thanks for coming. Um, I'm really excited you guys are here. I wanted to invite you onto the show just to chat about you guys and Nolita Studios and sort of um, this unique world that I didn't know about, let's say, with um, music and producing and making it um, even your business model. And actually, maybe we could get it right into that. Um, you were very curious about that too. And like, I know just like a little bit about your model, but what do you guys do? Like, who do you, who's your ideal client? What we generally work with is we work with artists developing their artistry. So we work with a lot of like musician artists that'll come into us and we help develop their artistry. We'll look at uh, what they're going to sound like, what they're going to look like. We're also going to look at like their branding and how they look on internet and social media. Um, we also help fill a lot of gaps for people. Like we help educate people a lot on how to actually push their music to radio and what to do with their music videos. Cause a lot of, we're starting to work with a lot of kids now and we're getting a lot of parent clients. So our job so is like to, a parent who has like a child they like love and believe in mm -hmm. and we call them the mummagers. Or the, the mom mom yeah, the dad or mom. So instead managers. of soccer moms, are into <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's exactly what it is. So um, we help them figure out the music industry and what to do so they can get going down the proper lanes. Because when you jump into the music industry, it's like an incredibly confusing world with no answers. Like when you first, I remember when I was younger, when I first started getting the music when I was 16, 17, Like it just, especially back in the early two thousands, there was just no information out there. So. There was just so much you have to just go and find it and talk to people. And it's still pretty similar to that. Like there's definitely learning resources out for it now, which is great, but it's still a very tough area for people to figure out. So do you compete with online services that do something similar to what you do? Or is this still sort of like a very traditional sort of industry? And what is it exactly? This is music, you're a music producer or yeah, you so guys are... Uh, I'm a music producer and Andrea is a video and photographer director. Like she'll do photos and videos and do music videos for artists. So um, no, we don't compete too much with online work too much because the work we get is very central around our location. So we get people from all over Saskatchewan. 
Uh, one day I'm hoping that uh, my producing could be more online because that is something a lot of producers are doing out there is they'll like have a guy named Jordan and he, he runs in Montreal and he'll work with people over Canada through the internet. And a lot of the work I do too, like, so when you're working on a song, when an artist comes to me with a song, you'll have musicians on that song. So just say I need to hire like a banjo player that I don't play. I'll usually hire someone like a Calgary or Vancouver or wherever I want. And they'll actually record their parts at their studio, like their recording studio at home. And usually send me like a Dropbox link with the, the wave files to me to actually put into my Pro Tools and help produce a song. Like just an instrument from like a world-class Canadian musician. So is that pretty normal for like an artist to have their own booth? Or would these guys go to a person like you in their own it depends. It depends on the musician's skill level and how busy they are. It's, it, it definitely is either or. Um, the guy I work with in Calgary, I know he does it at home because he has a booth, so he'll just do it downstairs. But there's also some backup singers that I've worked with or other musicians that they'll actually go into a studio and work with someone like me to record those parts. Just really depends on their skill sets. Like if they're just a musician and don't know how to record, they're going to need help with the recording parts. Where if they're a musician that has skills in a recording area, they can kind of do both at the same time. Cool. And so Nolita Studios is turning to? Two. When? May 28th. So soon. Very soon. Congrats. Thank you very much. We're excited. And so Andrea works with me on my team, but I would like to have her work more, but she can barely <laughs> give me a day a week, which is great because, and I brag about like in front of my clients, like I tell people, like I kind of joke about it, but like obviously you guys are doing like in two years, like you guys are really keeping busy tell me about the growth like tell us about like is it unexpected is it well i'm surpassing i'm I'm even kind of surprised that there is much of a market for this in saskatchewan just it being such a small uh small center Mm -hmm. Uh, like almost before that even like how many how many competitors do you have in town or in saskatchewan i guess that's a good question i can answer this um (laughs) okay so saskatchewan we're a very foreign-based community so a lot of the music here and that we get to work from is country music so there's actually quite a big thriving country scene in Saskatchewan and they call themselves the Saskatchewan Country Music Association or the SCMAs. So that's where a lot of the work comes from. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of serious country artists out there that we get a lot of work from. There's also a Sorry, bit, so that's that's government funded or like no, no, a lot of provincially money, funded? The there is government there is government funding like SAS Music upstairs. Yeah. So people can get grants from that. There's also another, it's more of a nationwide one, but it's called Factor. So that's where more established, where more established artists will go and get funding for music videos and to do recording. But so the Saskatchewan Country Music Association, who runs like that? Member, member. Just it's a volunteer-based association. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like basically everyone from the community just volunteers their time. Nice. So it's a pretty. I assume it's a pretty like thriving community. Like there's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. There is a lot, and there's, uh, I can't remember exactly the number of how many chapters there are, but there's chapters throughout Saskatchewan. So there's one in Saskatoon, one in Prince Albert, one in Regina. There's other ones I just can't remember off the top of my head. But... Saskatoon's the biggest one, I would assume? I think um, so. It's between Prince that and Regina Albert. and Prince Ooh. Albert. They're all pretty big. <laughs> After those three, like, is it some like sleeper town like Shaunavan, Saskatchewan or something that has... <laughs> it's not too bad because you know, they'll start going, uh, it'll be different towns, but I know it's like the rural area around that town, so they do get a lot of people that way. Like actually a lot of our clients are from Prince Albert. They're from Prince Albert, but they're also from the rural area. Like a lot of small yeah. towns we get a lot of work from. So it's everywhere. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's it 
I used to work with metal bands back 10 years ago when I first started more screamo music and more of the rock scene. And now that I've shifted in the country, it's been really refreshing because there is quite actually a business model around for everything. And what's great about country music is that they actually have an award show every year. So a lot of these professional artists that we work with, they can actually get up for like album of the year and single of the year and you know, and brag a little bit you guys just had the awards yeah so uh, an artist that i worked with named cody prevost he won album of the year this year for a record i produced so it's great to have that kind of infrastructure so accomplished things like that can be recognized so is that good for you as like a producer to have that on your oh man that's great it's yeah been, it provides a lot of credibility for our business it does it's definitely it really does i can definitely see like the the growth coming from it already it's, yeah and then okay. you did music video Mm -hmm. So he won album of the year? He won album of the year. Two of my music videos were nominated. Fortunately, I didn't win, but the title was given to the Hunter Brothers and they're just like booming this year. So it was expected. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like really interesting because like I only started doing music videos since February of last year and already like two of my music videos like got nominated. It was oh, insane. good for you. Thank you. So like, how do you, how do you learn that? How do you pick that up so quickly? YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like actually I'm totally self-taught. Um, no one taught me really how to like do music videos, except one person. His name is Dilly Bat. So shout out to him. Um, Dilly who? Dilly Bat. Oh, I thought you said Deadly Bat. <laughs> no, Dilly Bat. Um, he taught me like a little bit of like, just like how to make like shots interesting and stuff like that. But in terms of like learning how to like properly edit and like do all of like the nitty gritty stuff, I really had to like sit down and put in endless hours into watching YouTube tutorials, so. So where like, as far as like your style for creating music videos or even the creative direction, is that you or is that you guys as a team or how's that Yeah, work? so like basically what I do is that uh, my approach to making music videos is that I love including the artist with the concept of like making the music video because I find that oftentimes videographers here, they're very like, it has to be my concept if you want to work with me. Whereas like, I'm very like collaborative. Like I really love working with artists cause it's their music video too. So like I'll sit down and um, print out their lyrics and it's usually like a three hour meeting with them. So like we'll go through the, their lyrics like line by line and we'll just like plan out the whole music video. So that when I deliver the music video, like there's no um, discrepancies or like they're just like not confused as to like what the final deliverable is. So. That's kind of like my approach and then... Do you even have it like measure by measure? Like not no. just the lyrics, but like, you know, the intros for... Yeah, so... Four measures and then like, so you know exactly like the timing of the breaks and bridges. We go pretty close. It's usually by lyrics or we'll have the intro. It's like 10 seconds long. Yeah. This. And so like, by, I like a that. time, not... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. have guy walk down the street. You know, yeah. <laughs> guy smiles at girl. And then that'll be in that chunk kind of thing. So it's like... It's planned out, but there's a little interpretation we can have when we're actually on the shoot, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And what's also really good about it that I quite enjoy is that we can plan out an itinerary when, after all this. So we can actually, like when we do shoots, we have it down to like the minute when we're doing everything. Mm -hmm. So it, it really leads to a very smooth process where we don't run into a lot of... Because like, I assume you have to shoot things out of order? Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah, we never shoot things in a linear sense, like at all. It's always out of order. It's too, it's too hard to do it because there's just so many variables with the music video shoot. Like, what time can we be at this location? And what time can we have a crowd shot? What time can these people show up at? And right. There's a lot of logistics with it. Or like even, well, where's the sun in the sky at this point? What kind of scene is it? So, mm -hmm. yeah, there's definitely, a, we think about the whole 
Just the whole scope just of like everything, the whole, picture, the whole line, basically. the matrix of it or whatever you would call it. So this is like, this is one facet of the business. Like you, you're sort of suggesting that you're helping with everything, not, not just like the actual content, but sort of the strategy, the branding, the positioning, like you said, like how you get it onto the radio or how you get distribution. Mm-hmm. Or how to put um, it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we help but, people find those learning resources or we'll provide it for them just because I've been in the industry so long that I just have a good sense of it all. Are you, sorry, like, are you finding that, like, people are encroaching on different, like, smaller areas of your business? Like, absolutely. You know, certain things that, <laughs> yeah, uh, like, which, which areas are those? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Like, like, is it music? Like, I would assume that there's more videographers that are just like, yeah, I'll do a music video. I've never done one, but I'll do one. Yeah. Or just, like, maybe different areas like that where, even like maybe online, somebody sees uh, talent on YouTube and it's like reaches out like, I've never managed an artist before, but I want to manage you. Um, I, I listened to a podcast that had, uh, uh, he's, a, he's a white rapper. Um, he's a, like, he's really well established. I forget his name, but anyways, like his, his, um, his manager was like a business school grad that just like I love your music, and I think that I think that you're going to be a superstar. And they went into business together, and they turned down a million dollar record label, like record deal, and and ended up doing really well, like as an independent. But um, I know that, like, obviously that isn't common. But yeah, again, like, just I assume that there's more and more areas where people that have no business or no traditional business being in your industry are now starting to be like, yeah, no, I can help, or I'd like to. You know what? We don't run into it a ton. Like we, in our province that we're in right now, we have a good position because there are competitors, but we have guys like there is a guy that is definitely my senior, which is great because he's made the price of everything quite high in country, which has been nice. So I mean, we're kind of like in a different lane where we do quite- I think that we're just like really in a niche market here. Like we provide like a full service for an artist. Like they can come into our studio and record a song and then get all the visuals done in one spot. Whereas like a lot of music producers, like they just offer music production and that's it. And then they have to like, and then the artist has to basically just like find their own way to like get their visuals done. Whereas like, we're just like a one-stop shop and like people can just like get everything done in one place. <laughs> All right. So like, uh, just help me with context here. So sure. like, <laughs> I know the Hunter brothers. When I was young, I was out at the farm nice. and I, I <laughs> fell off of a dirt bike and hurt myself. And uh, anyways, but I know the family. And uh, let's say another another couple couple kids from a, from a well-to-do farm family, like, you know what, we're gonna help our kids out. We wanna help them try and pursue their passion, their career what would sort of the spectrum of like, obviously you've told me a lot about the different services that you guys offer, but what would you say like an entry level price point, like right up to we're working with these people quite regularly. We're helping them from, you know, like not only just producing uh, music and videos, but we're also helping them with like strategically, like how they're, how they're developing as artists. What are the price ranges here? Okay. So a lot about this. Usually the first thing we have to do too before we establish a price range is I need to sit down with the artists and see what type of artists they are. Like, are they a country big band artist? Are they an acoustic kind of folk artist? Are they wanting to go more the cover route? Because if you see it on the internet, a lot of people do the cover route where they'll make like a cover YouTube channel. So first we have to establish what their needs are. And then generally actually, it's pretty simple how we do our rates. We have our song by the song rate that I go by. 
and we have our music video rates. So we just usually just figure out how many songs they want to do and what kind of plan they want to do. And then we'll just add those numbers up and send it to them. Okay. So it's just piece by piece, basically. Piece yeah. by piece. Yeah. And also too, like big thing we always push on clients all the time is we're always about campaigns, like planning ahead and planning a campaign with the release. So we'll give you an example. We're working with a, a younger artist named Taylor Sky Hanley. She's younger. She's actually just 11. So a really talented girl. She's acted on uh, YouTube TV series and she's starting her acting and music career. So when we work with her, we brought up the idea of doing a campaign with her where what she's doing is she's doing three acoustic covers and a single and a music video. And what we're doing with those three acoustic covers that are recorded and filmed and the single, we're using it in a campaign where we believe that releasing things once a month and once every two months is the way to build the momentum in the music industry and show that you're serious. So we'll say like, I'm just pulling these out of my head right now, but like just say July, we release cover song number one. And then August, we release cover song number two. September, we release the third one. And then October, that's when we built up the momentum to release her original radio a song that'll be released to radio. So yeah, like that's just another thing we help with people too, is figure out how to actually release these things properly so they can best sell them. So what's the, what's the most important medium these days? You, you've mentioned radio a couple of times. I assume different genres uh, blend well to different mediums. Yeah, like it, again, it's genre dependent, like jazz to country, there's a different selling aspect to it, but we'll go to country right now just because we've been on that one. Um, radio is a really good route to go. I kind of have mixed feelings about it, but I definitely think there's two ways to go with it. And both ways are good to go is radio is great because it develops that when you do radio, you're going to hire a radio tracker. And that's a person that you hire to actually pitch your song to radio stations. They're the professional with the, like, the connections and the relationships. Does that exist in Saskatchewan? Yeah. You hire people out of Toronto <laughs> for it, but every, the serious artists here, most of them do it. They hire these people to push their single. Huh. Sig signal. Single. Single. Sorry. So you, you use this person and they'll push it to radios. And then when you get picked up at these stations, either in Canada or the US, you get paid royalties from it. So what's good about people putting their songs in radios, they can actually get paychecks from it to help them grow their art. And also too, with radio, it's, it's just something people respect. When people hear that you have charted on a radio station, it shows that people are taking you serious. And it's just a, for like when you wanna to try to get labels down the road, or if you wanna book bigger shows, having that on your resume helps. And then the other route artists can do is doing the online route. There's two main things you can do with that. You can go the music video route where you use your visuals online with promoting with Facebook ads to get your song in front of your crowd. Because what's nice about online that you guys probably know as well is that just say you're a country artist like Taylor that's 11 years old, right away you're going to know that you're going to probably appeal to other 10-year-old girls that range. So with Facebook, you can target that to be pushing and advertising that music video to that demographic. So that's can why you actually I really, push to like ages that low. I don't know if you can. I honestly, the 11 year old thing is pretty new to me. So, okay. but well, I what, think 13 is minimum. I think 13, okay. you could be right. You could be right. But, um, yeah, so that I, I really like that route. Another route. I know a lot of guys I work with that do well is they'll do like Spotify and try to get on playlists. Like that's a great way to get your song heard and seen. Like, like get Taylor Swift to get yeah. pick your song for a playlist? Well, there was a band uh, called Bombargo that that happened to last year. Yeah. So, like that's, so they have paid these pushers. What do you, would you call it? The trackers? Trackers are for radio. So is there, Spotify is, there a, is different. Is there yeah. a digital tracker you can have? <laughs> you can help? get promotion companies and stuff like that. But 
A lot of time with like that you stuff. Think it's, just... it's Taylor Swift's best friend who just has playlists that she likes. Like, do you think actually like Taylor Swift picked any of that playlist? It's, it's possible. Maybe. I doubt like, it. <laughs> I doubt it, but that. But those are the kind of things that are great. To, people can get a lot of success and get recognized, and their music out there is through Spotify. Spotify doesn't pay great. I think you only get paid like point zero 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 one percent for play. Because of streaming, you have to like do millions before you even see like a so grand. A thousand plays is a penny. Yeah, it's a lot of zeros. Yeah, it's like a lot, a lot of zeros before you actually see anything. So the guys with thirty six thousand have made thirty six hundred bucks. I think those guys that you see that have one billion plays probably see something. Yeah. you know, maybe for six dollars or but. No, streaming is definitely the way of the future, though. It's definitely where music's going and will be for a while. So where's the money? Where's the yeah. money in music these days? Live royalties shows. Royalties and shows. Royalties and shows. Yeah, yeah so mostly, royalties mostly live shows would be where you're going to sustain a living. Is When you get to a certain level, you can get paid quite well to play shows. And it's also a consistent thing you can tour for. And you can go across Canada or you can go to the U.S. or Australia. Interesting fact about the country scene here. A lot of the guys, like the top ones, they do a lot of touring in Australia. So what a lot of musicians do around here is they, using analytics and the internet, they can start discovering different countries that pick up their music. So like, I know Cody's had a lot of success in Australia. I know Amy Nelson has. Like a lot of these people actually have a fan base where they can go tour in Australia. And, and do they money. find it exotic? Cause like, <clears throat> oh, for sure. They're real yeah. cowboys from, I mean, Australia has real cowboys too, but they're just I think outback I, there's here. something going on there. Like, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And Keith Urban, isn't he from Australia? We I love think him so. Here. I think they just love Canadian country music. Like, it's, it, anytime maybe, I hear these things, the it'll... fantasy and the lyrics, the fantasy of what a farmer would be, and the lyrics are like, it's actually true there. Or something. <laughs> you look so confused. I know. I've... <laughs> what? <laughs> No, but yeah, no, it's, it's interesting to see like how many people can get around doing these things to different countries and turn a profit off playing shows. But yeah, like your question, the main source of revenue for any artist is their shows. That's where even the big to small, that's where they make all their money. It's like even I, I saw Michael Buble a couple of weeks ago here. He's paying the bills. Even that for him, the touring is the cash. Yeah, for, yeah, for anyone, like, that's where people make the money. They still make money off royal, but again, too, like you got to consider, like if the artists you're listening to do, they actually write their songs, right? So the, the songwriters also make a ton of money. Yes. The songwriters and the producers are generally the ones that rack it with those. Things. So yeah, give me the breakdown of that point zero 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 one dollars that people so are making. So for me, that zero 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 one dollar with where I stand now, if I produce you, I'm going to make. After you recoup your costs of what you spent on your production, I'll make 25%. You'll make 25%. The producer will make 25%. That's on top of like what I charge the song. Give me the breakdown here. So a producer will make 25%. The writer will make what? 50%? It's different. I'm talking more like the mechanical route, like royalties, where that's like the actual sale. The songwriter is, they make the money off when it's played on the radio or if it's in TV shows, like the, the use of the song. Okay. Or if like another artist picks up the song down the road. So, but okay. So that we've got, now we have a writer, we have an artist. Yeah and a producer, and they're all gonna get paid when that song gets played? Artist, okay, one more time. You have the artist, the artist, writer, and producer. Yeah, and then the label maybe, or is that the producer? No, the label take everything after that, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. like, what's the breakdown? Like, I'm just curious, like, I don't know why I'm giving you like exact, I didn't need my music book, but 
Okay, so like sky. songwriter, if you're the sole songwriter of the song, yeah. you get it all. You do, you know? So like if you just say I wrote a song and I used it or I, Matt Ramage was like, I want to use that song. And he puts it on the radio and Matt has his first hit. I would get all the royalties on that song. Okay, so you're going to get rich. Yeah. Matt's going to get famous. Matt's going to get famous. Great. And he'll make money off shows and stuff like that. And though his label will probably take 95% of everything. So it's like, you know, there's horror stories with labels. We'll get into that later. But, uh, <laughs> but usually like what I tend to do with artists when I write a song with them, usually it's a co-write where I'll sit down with like three guys like this. And we'll write a song in two hours and that's usually it'll be a three-way split that way like how i like to work if i sit down with people and we write a song right now we're splitting it equally regardless of what helps with what just it's just i find this helps everything run smoother and then you don't have to worry about it um what i like to do i don't think a lot of people do this in common practice but just say matt ram is the artist is like i want that song called matt days um i would usually give them a bit of the cut like a 10 to 20 percent cut of the song just so they're invested in as well I just think it's, again, it's a good taste thing just mm. to support the artist you're working with and make sure to get paid a bit on it. And also, I believe it'll help them push the song harder because they're invested in it as well. I listened to an awesome interview with Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins, and he's talking about when, uh, it, well, he had met with um, whatever his label or he met with somebody, one of his business people, and they told him, like, so uh, we have to have a conversation about uh, writing credits with the music um who like how how are the songs written he's like well i write the songs he's like well i think you should consider putting on paper that you guys all write the songs otherwise you're going to end up becoming super wealthy here and everybody else is going to be like just regular people it's like no i i write the songs <laughs> so then you know, he all of a sudden he's partying with Dennis Rodman and, and, and being no a rock star. Band is. And every, yeah, well, they're like they get to go to they go to go to huge rock shows and they get to play awesome venues and stuff like that. But he's the only one that got rich. And that's like every band's different that way. Like like some people, the singer just takes it all. Some people split it equally throughout the band, regardless of who does what. It's again, and it's the mistake that some people make too. Like what I'm hearing here is that. It's something you should always discuss before you get to the actual like next level because it can it can cause some serious problems. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's good they it worked I out. I assume a like, lot of friendships fail in these when the money comes in. Yeah. Was, well, it didn't really work out for the re or for the Smashing Pumpkins. Like that that band hates each other. Like they they the Red Hot Chili Peppers or sorry um, the Smash, Smashing Pumpkins still play. But the original members of that band don't play together. It's just yeah. Billy Corgan and a new band. Oh, exactly. So, I mean, like, of course, if you're the singer, and it, obviously he's going to make lots of money from it, and that's great, he gets the money. But it's like, when you do that, obviously it tears up relationships when you don't agree on that stuff ahead of time. And I like to avoid that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, usually if I'm at a songwriting session, I'll bring it up right away. Like, this is a three-way, two-way split. Soon I'm going to be getting everyone to sign things so it's done, and then... Yeah, so that's that's part of the services that you'll provide. You'll actually help write up some legal paperwork for your artists so that they can figure out what this is going to look like, what the we'll pie is going to look like. We'll point them in the like. direction of where to go to get that done. Yeah, I wouldn't say we do it. Like a lot of it too is like we point people in the direction. I'd say that's what we do. Like well, our main... we have contracts and songwriting agreements, if that's what you mean. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, I, I misheard. I thought you meant like where we would take someone to get, like would we do that for them kind of thing. Well, like you a, said you're because you write three way, mm -hmm. but it's, so it's three people song, 
but then they oh. the, they're the artist carrying the torch, let's say. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. we have a songwriting agreement where it says everything that they are required to do and legally tied to, technically. So you have thousands or tens of hundreds or tens of tens or ones of tens of these agreements so far. We have tons drawers of and drawers. Of like in the past, dedicated years. to agreements. Like actually, no, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's lying. But like a lot. <laughs> like it's getting to the point where I'm having trouble keeping track of everything. Yeah, no, we're definitely busy to the point where we've been struggling to keep track of like we're doing it, but it's definitely a lot of sitting down on a computer and organizing stuff. Yeah. Thank God we have Andrea. So <laughs> You're welcome. Just kidding. <laughs> Sweet. Well you spent a lot of time even reading like the uh like biographies on guys like um what's the guy Red Hot Chili Peppers? Did you read his? Yeah. yeah. His he did so many drugs that guy. That's all I remember from his dog. He was just like a Did you read his book? Yep. Yeah, his book was crazy. Like those guys. I don't know how those guys are alive. Uh, he had one one really like insane story about like just to like put into perspective like how how addicted he was. Um, he he was on like a whatever a multi-day binge uh, shacked up in some hotel in L.A. like downtown L.A. and. Uh, ran out of drugs one night, hot and bothered. He just finished going on like a large tour where they were opening for the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. And Keith Richards had signed the guitar that he'd been using for most of the tour. Uh, and I could be like, I, I could be mixing up some of the details here, but uh, signs the guitar, gives it to him. And uh, he ended up trading that guitar at like 3.30 or four o'clock in the morning for like what he knew wouldn't even be enough uh, heroin to get him high, but he just like, he needed to shoot up. And so he like, he traded this guitar to some guy that like had no idea who the Rolling Stones was, didn't care. Like the value that he got in drugs was purely based on what this guy thought that he could get a raggedy old guitar at a pawn shop for sort of thing. And it's just like, it's tragic. And it's just really interesting to me to hear like, here's somebody that's lived such an extraordinary life to be given something that like most like 60, 70, even me, like, but most like middle-aged balding white men would like, you know, like pay a hundred thousand dollars for. And this guy just, just gave, gave this thing away. Has it ever like resurfaced? I don't know. Like it must exist. Sure. He did someone. lots of stuff like that. Though. Like he liked his black tar heroin. That's what he was into. Like Yikes. that's what I mean. Like his book was intense. I remember reading, and being like, "Wow." I always think when I read those guys' book, like them or Motley Crue or Tommy Lee, those guys, like it's just unreal what they did to themselves, and they're still so, like, standing. Do you do you do you have any good or like you don't have to give any names or anything like that? But have the you heard of Primos, any? Uh, what's his drug? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you heard of any good like stories of artists coming through town and destroying uh, the Sheraton penthouse suite? Or, <laughs> you don't have to give any names, <laughs> no. but have, like, have, does that stuff happen here or not really? Like the after parties at the CM. <laughs> Nobody watches this anyways. Like seriously, like <laughs> this will be the well, thing. Well, we were gonna post it, but not now. Five years down the road, it'll be- I can't tell the stories because I'm involved in them. So. <laughs> oh. No, when you're like again, like we're in the country scene now, so a lot of these guys are pretty tame. My hip hop clients, I have not so much, but yeah, like they're they're like Cody, like he goes home to his kids at night and. He raises a family, and he's a good old farm boy at home. He's got a good head on his He's got shoulders. a good head. Like, just, like, that's the thing. Like, what, again, like what I've noticed in my career doing music, the artists that are successful 
are not generally the ones that are the best. They're the ones that are the best business people. Those so, are always the ones that go further all the time. Like, and so let's talk about that for a bit. Like compared to, like, I mean, in photography, like the barrier to entry is just like lower than ever. Like a laptop and a couple grand can get you a good camera that you could literally go make money with. Let's talk about like the music industry with like Spotify and the internet and getting well, music heard and YouTube. Like, like what's ch- what's changed? Is it like well, harder to be, get rich or easier to get rich or easier to make a steady living but harder to get rich? Or, I, don't know. I think it's easier now. Honestly, way easier than it used to be. Back, let's say, in the, like when I started in the late 90s, 2000, when there wasn't all the internet stuff to get your music out there. Like there was very basic back then. Like you could have like a website if you wanted to, as far as it went, where if you wanted to get signed to a label or if you wanted to make any real difference, you always have to go through gatekeepers, like labels, CEOs, or even shows. Like you, you could book them, but you'd have to make like phone calls all the time and there'd be gatekeepers. Where now with the internet, artists have the power to do these things themselves. Like. You can figure out how to record your own music now. It's totally learnable. You go on YouTube, just again, like I was the same way. I learned by YouTube and just doing it myself. I didn't go to school. Um, and same with music videos, you can learn this stuff. So the big reason why I'm gonna go back to that, I don't think the talented artists always go all the way and the business ones do, because the business people I find have the hustle to figure this out. So when a roadblock comes their way, like, oh, I can't do this, they'll figure it out and they have the hustle to get it. They'll either find the money or learn the skill themselves. Or it's just like how you guys are with entrepreneurship. I'm sure you're the same way. When something comes up, you figure it out no, and you get on it. So plan B. yeah, you gotta, you gotta figure out how to get past that thing. So that's what I've noticed is you can, like you can have an artist that has all the talent in the world, but if they have a crappy attitude and they don't know how to like time manage and focus themselves and get themselves to actually go to shows and practice and do all the things that need to be done. Like it doesn't matter how good you are. You're not going anywhere. Where if you have the guy that is an okay singer, but he's on it all the time. Like he knows how to manage his time. He knows how to find funding to get his projects done. He has an education where he can do grants. So that's a big thing too. If you don't have, grants are complicated. Like you need a degree to really write those things properly. You need to know someone that can help you do it. So yeah, like it's just, I'm all about the people that hustle all the time. Like I love seeing that in ours or an entrepreneur or anyone, like just someone that's willing to work 12, 15 hours a day and they just don't take no. So how much is like secret sauce and how much is like the hustle? Like, it, like or maybe a question would be like, could I become an artist if I put the same effort in as photography, let's say? like. I think if you developed a lane that you could find with a demographic that was into what you were doing and you cultivated that, I think you could become something. I'm not saying you're going to be big and famous and no. like making millions, but I'm sure if I you be, made the, the, the Matt Ravage I'm going to open it for Taylor. Taylor Swift's going to open for me. Just kidding. When you find the Matt Ravage experience, you could totally could have Taylor yeah, open for you. Yeah, breakthrough. Uh, I put Taylor Swift on one of my... One of my <laughs> Spotify playlists. So, <laughs> yeah, like, just oh, be she, pretentious. No, you're supposed to go on her playlist. <laughs> so let's say, let's say, so let's say, like, a re, like, uh, what would a teacher make? A teacher would make like eighty grand after about a decade or so. Yeah, that's a pretty baller teacher. I think that's a regular. I think that's, that's what they make, Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a regular teacher. Yeah, I think this is like a normal. They just, they, teacher. they just Good. tell. They just tell everybody it's not enough. But <laughs> I'm not getting into this. My whole family's teacher. His whole family's teacher. My mom's a teacher. <laughs> like, it's okay. Like I said, um, let's say I wanted to make that kind of money. 
without I just a little bit of secret sauce. I like 40, 50K possibly, 80, I wonder, it would take a long is that, time. Is that kind of like, you need more than just grants, you need actual paid gigs? Yeah. Like I feel like- Does the, anybody actually make 80 or just, do people make like 15, 20, or they make 150 or- like is there, It's yeah. all over the map. It's the same as any entrepreneurship thing. Like it's just like some people do 30, 20, 10, two, to 50, to 100, to 200K. Do some people just want to cover some cost of like they're a gear addict and they want to buy a new guitar every six months? And then yeah, that's, a, that's another route people go. You know, like it's just depend on the person. That's why like when I, we meet with clients all the time, we always ask like, are you a hobbyist? Are you going for a professional? Yeah. Just because it's a, it's a completely different game when you're a professional to a hobbyist. Interesting. I was just at a wedding at, on New Year's Eve and they had this band this was in Lloyd Minster, Minster, and uh, they did really good. They did all covers, which was great. But I'm just like, you know, some people just photograph weddings for like the the fun part of it, or sorry, some side cash, let's say. And then I was like thinking of these guys, like they had a pretty big setup with their lights and equipment. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, it outdid most churches. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, would these guys be? making lots of money or just a lot of guys it's a good side hustle yeah yeah i'd say it's a, it's a good side it's a hobby they're doing it for fun you know like they just it's something to go and have a couple of beers and hang with their buddies and play some fun shows and so would those kind of people ever work with you guys or is that just like they're their own they just do that thing they're yeah, never no, working we get a lot of hobbyists too yeah we have a lot of hobbyists we, we get both like we're with professionals or hobbyists or yeah, that's why there's kind of like a different approach of going to all the time. Like if I have a hobbyist, I'm not going to send them my thick contract with yeah. all the agreement stuff. And like, I more know like they're coming in to just have the experience of being recorded and to have a song of their own. Whereas mm-hmm. like if, you know, you get a Cody coming in, it's a different ballgame entirely. Like, you know, you, it's probably going to sell quite a bit of those songs and they're going to be on the radio everywhere. And So you're like, hey, Cody, like that song's really good, but you need to change these lyrics, but I also get 25%. Yeah, Cody, we need to rewrite this song. Yeah, it's like an investment banker. We need to transfer your money here. Yeah. Why? Because I make money when I transfer money here. Yeah. <laughs> the and act I, of moving it makes me rich. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm so just funny. teasing if Cody watches this. I, I know Sorry, this is, Cody. Hi, good Hi, Cody. We're talking about you. I'm not you. trying to throw you under the bus. <laughs> Okay, well, let's let's talk about your business again. Like, so turning to the industry, there's this like I think from our perspective, like just like there's this whole like industry that I'm I don't see, I'm not aware of. Like, I mean, I've seen it the most lately because I see your Facebook feeds because we're friends on Facebook, and I see like you're at the awards. I didn't even like when the Junos happened here. I'm like, what? did they? Oh, they happened here yesterday. I didn't even realize it. Oh, Nelly Furtado. I think it was Nelly Furtado was here, and I was like. No, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. This is years ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That's... But um, let's say where you are right now. Are you guys where you wanted to be? Are you guys in a totally different place? Have you stumbled into something that you've kind of found success in? Is all you? Me? Okay. Um, well, I think that we have grown exponentially, like way faster than I thought. Because when I first started Nolita Studios, like I just started out doing just photography, um, and then. Like what happened was that a bunch of musicians kept asking me to photograph them just like over and over and over. And then what happened was that I ended up recommending them to Jesse because at the time we were actually sole proprietors and uh, we didn't work together before. Um, 
And then after a while, we just kept like forwarding each other work and like referring work to each other. And then we ended up just becoming partners. And when yeah. we became partners, <laughs> like the business just like boomed. It was kind of crazy. Like it just happened all of a sudden. And then we mm. we just had to keep thinking about like, okay, like we're getting more serious now. Like we have to hire an accountant. We have to hire a bookkeeper. We have to hire a lawyer. Like it just like kept growing and growing and growing. Like, and it, we're still growing, which is kind of crazy. Does that suck any of the fun out of it, becoming more formal and sort it of like does having the process? It totally does. Like, it's definitely going to take me some time to get used to it. Yeah. I definitely ran a little, I was definitely a lot more relaxed with it in the past, where now it's, it's just, I think what it is is when you get to a point where you're just so busy that you just have no choice that you're not going to have a life. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I've found in the last year for me that's been challenging. It's just like we're so busy that I've been having trouble having like an outside life. So that's why I'm like, I'm seeing like, I can't be as loose as I used to be. I have to have boundaries and I have to, just cause there's so many questions that come up and things we have to do. And yeah, so that that's definitely has been the challenge, but yeah, no, we've grown a lot this in the last year. It's, it's really crazy to look back and just. But part of it see. is because I was able to work with you. Well, tell me more about that. <laughs> yeah, tell us more about that. Oh gosh, well, it's just cause like you helped me with our business, like totally. Anytime I have any business questions, I always ask you. <laughs> Yeah. So actually, oh, I thought you were joking. No, I'm not even oh, kidding. Really? Like, so, seriously, I think that's part of the reason why we grow. I think, I think like, the big part of we grow is we're very lucky and we're surrounded by really yeah. smart, talented people. Like, you're one of the people we get to work with that really helps our business grow. And we have a lot of, like, even the SCMAs to, we're just very fortunate to have so many people that help us through this because it's just always a learning curve. Yeah, like, this is my first business that I've been yeah, in. This so is I like, just want to make sure that I'm doing it right. And yeah, there's a lot of like, questions that are like unanswered because we're in the music business. And we just really want to, we just, we've kind of fell into this lane of artist development where we're seeing a need out there with parents and families and starting artists that we really want to fill that need well. So it's not even just doing a great product, we want to have a great service around it and also try to make things as easy as possible for people. That's even why we've like, we've started doing video blogs because we're getting so many questions from people all the time because we have the answers for them that we're starting to do video blogs so we can answer some of these questions faster. Mm -hmm. That's really what's like, well, we might most definitely be doing consulting down the road because we just get so many people asking about the music industry. It's definitely, we have a good understanding of it. I definitely have just been around it enough and read enough books on it that it's definitely a need that people need. They need to know what to do business-wise and where to put their direction. Because uh, this is a big can of worms I'm talking about right here that I won't go super into. The music industry has drastically changed in the last 10 years. So that's also what's confusing for people too when you get someone that's my age coming in in their 30s or 40s. Is you that sort of lived it. They lived the old music industry where it was a very different game than the new industry. Now, the old industry was you would hustle on the street and go to play shows and do it that route where now it's, you know, in the social media game, like you have to. Like you, if you are an artist now as a musician, you have to be more than just a musician and an artist. Like you can't be that person that's like, oh, I'm too cool for social media. Like you're not going anywhere unless you are putting yourself out there. So that's, that's hard. Yeah, even, that's serious belief changes you have to put in people's heads to. I even noticed like touring artists, like even what's his name? I don't go to a lot of concerts. I got, a, got some free tickets to Michael Buble, so that's why I went, so don't judge. He's great, he's an entertainer. Who is this? Michael Buble. Oh, he's great. Fabulous. He, so he had like Instagrammed around the city that day and it's like I bet he doesn't want to but I bet his publicist oh, tells him yeah. yeah. when, Kevin, even, when yeah. Kevin Hart came here he did it like really good like he yeah. like was running on the river and making funny content all day was he here like yeah. two nights or something 
I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. But again, like it's, it's even for us as business owners, like it's an absolute must now to do that stuff. Like even as, as a company, like we get so much work from just doing Instagram posts and putting stuff on Facebook. So it's just helping people understand that as well. Cause there is just like, when you start learning about the music industry, there is just so much information out there. So it's hard to like kind of hone in what you should be doing for certain genres. Cause even that changes to like genre to genre. It's a different ball game there too. So let's, let's talk about, um, you guys were talking about like how some of the fun gets sucked out of it. Just w once you become a little bit busier and you have to actually do it professionally. And, and obviously your, your overhead goes up as soon as you hire an accountant or a bookkeeper. And as soon as you start consulting with uh, a lawyer on, on some of your contracts and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm Matt and I are both big fans on routine and like sort of like creating a structure for yourself. Uh, I'm just curious uh, if that's something that you guys do. And if you do, like, what does your routine look like? Ooh, routine. That's a good question. This, I am more of a routine guy, I think. Um, <laughs> my, I, I definitely, it's, it's, t it's taken me years to figure it out. I'm still working at it. It's definitely a learning curve for me because I didn't even know something like this existed until like two, three years ago. But usually um, I like to go work out in the morning right away. I find by two things I always look at right away. It's like make your bed. So you have that win right off the get-go. And then when you go to the gym, I find that just gives me that big check of like, I accomplished something today. So I, I do that right but away. Are you like strict, strict every day you make your bed right off the bat? Or at least five minutes. minutes. <laughs> five minutes. And then there's sometimes I don't. Like I'm definitely like, I'm definitely not super. I'll give you full honest. credit for it, even if you don't do yeah. it. Well, just say, every just for your mad viewers, your mad followers out there that every yeah. day. I try to. And then gym after that. And then after that, we'll, usually we'll be doing admin for a lot of hours and then I'll make it to the studio and usually that's I do about two sessions a day it'll either be a songwriting session or a vocal session with someone or pre-production or I'll have a day where I'll just have to go in the studio and just session play on stuff so that's what that means is I'll be playing instruments on songs so like the so guitar piano bass this is for some of your clients yeah even? exactly okay yeah. so when I'm working on any of my clients' songs, I'm usually playing most of the instruments on it oh, okay yeah so then I'll do that and then we'll get home and Talk um, probably if we can chill. It's usually watching tutorials or courses or. I'm always learning. This brain does not shut off. Like, yeah, Andrew ever. doesn't shut off ever. I can shut off, but Andrew doesn't shut off. Are you? I'm is it? To, is it always hard. free? Like free resources, or do you subscribe to any like paid uh, like learning uh, portals or anything like that? Uh, most of it, I would say, eighty percent is YouTube. Um, and then there is this one course, like this wedding filming course that I purchased, and like, it has. Uh, made great changes to our business like I've learned how to like put our like make proper pricing sheets um, how to like just even film weddings properly and like because mm. like when I first started filming weddings like I had no idea what the hell I was doing I'm just gonna say that right now <laughs> but like ever since I purchased that course I, I felt a lot more confident just like um, like there's this one thing in the course where uh, there's this one app where you can have like a checklist of like the shots that you need to get. And I feel like it has helped like just even the music video stuff of ours like way mm. easier just because like having that checklist like it helps. Because like before like when I did music videos like I didn't plan ahead of time and then I was like okay I feel like I wasted a lot of time and then ever since I watched that wedding filming course it really just like helped us like implement that into our system of like creating like concepts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that was the only thing that I actually like purchased in terms of like a course. Cool. <laughs> for, like, I, I purchase a lot more stuff. Like I, I, I like to buy audiobooks quite a bit. 
I like books as well. I, I like audiobooks better though, because it's like when I'm at the gym running or working out, I can cross them out. Or like when I'm driving, I can usually get a good yeah. chunk of stuff done. Love podcasts. I'm definitely a big Tim Ferriss fan. I do a lot of music industry ones as well. Like there's one called the Six Figure Home Studio that's really good for helping us run the business. Podcasts, like I'll buy courses when I can. I, I, I found this one thing called Blinkist, I think it was called. It's this app that they summarize books. Mm -hmm. So I've been really, that's been a big one for me this year. I love it because it's like, I'll take like a, you know, an audiobook for a book would be 16 hours to eight or 10 or whatever. It usually kind of nails them down to five minutes or you can read it, which is nice. So I do that. I'm always kind of, when I'm not working, I'm constantly learning or watching Dragon Ball, one or the other. Yeah, like- Watching Dragon Ball? I'm a, like a Dragon Ball Z fanatic. So like, it's, that's kind of just my off thing I do to like just chill out. Do you watch One Punch Man? No, I haven't. No, no I <laughs> I, I watch the same show sometimes because it's just, I think it's because I don't have to watch it because I've heard it so much that it's just familiar to me. So I can either be reading or like writing a song or playing guitar. So yeah. I just have to be practicing all the time. Um, yeah, I kind of bounce between things. Like, I like that, like where it's like, even when I'm learning, like I'll go from learning like a fitness thing to like how to better your business thing to music videos to that stuff to, because I like music video stuff quite a bit too. and. Music stuff. So I like to bounce all the time because I find it just makes for interesting ideas in my head. So what's like, what's again, just for context, what's uh, like, what's the most expensive music video or like what's, what's a big budget for a music video in Saskatchewan? I would say around five grand right now is like the most common number that I've heard from okay. a lot of people okay. around here. Yeah, I would say five. Yeah, and then that's usually like getting together your best friends to play as extras and stuff like that and, and people that you know, or is that is there money for like extras in a budget like that? Yeah, there is. So like I actually recently just filmed a music video where um, it was like this artist named Jessica Kelly. She actually hired two backup dancers because I, I pitched the idea to her. I was like, I really, really want to film a music video where there's dancers in it because I used to dance when I was younger. And um, they ended up hiring my old dance teacher. So it was just like really, <laughs> wow. really cool experience. And um, we ended up hiring two backup dancers and it was just really cool just to like see the choreography and like the behind the scenes of it because I even like we actually went to their uh, lesson because like Jessica had no dancing background um, and she learned all the choreography in a month. So I think she took like six lessons and then I ended up lining up the uh, locations and it, it was just a really cool experience. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. awesome. yeah. That's what's kind of happening to us right now. Like it's it's a weird thing that we're we're getting so much work lately that really lines up with all our skill sets. Because mm -hmm. me, me and Andrew have just like a lot of different skill sets in different areas over the time that we've developed and our arts background. Yeah. And it's just like, that was a great video where it was just like, Andrew got the opportunity to use her dance skills because she doesn't necessarily dance anymore, but you did it enough where you have the communication skills to like, deal with the instructor not deal with but yeah like, like there's a lot of like dancing terminology that has to be used like when you're trying to like explain like a move like i don't know and that's where we and call do a twirl jump point your toe up yeah there, like a pirouette so they put on their feet yeah no it's it's been neat because we also like andrea and i are very different so it's been it's nice because it's like, I don't know anything about dancing. So it's like when I'm walking into this, it's yeah, neat that like you have that skills. covered. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so that, and it's also too like in the band world, when we walk into a situation where we got to deal with band stuff, like that's, you know. Sometimes it can be overwhelming with me because like I don't know how to talk to dudes half the time. So like and that's, there's a, there's that's a lingo like you have to talk to with music guys that's different than certain oh people. Oh my gosh, you look so cool. Oh, that guitar, that's so cool. Right, like that? <laughs> like you have to pump their tires because oh, yeah. they're sensitive flowers. 
flowers or what? A little bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. It just it, there's, it depends, again, on the genre. Like, country guys will talk to him different than I would a hip-hop guy. And, like, even the handshaking is different between hip-hop and country. And <sighs> Yeah, pretty much. Then one with the country guys is just like, hello. Hey. Hi. How strong are you? Yeah. I'm very strong. <laughs> I can tell you. You live lots of hay bales. Like, yeah, yeah. Just kidding, As country you guys. Tell. Don't give Do you bleed green? Not talking about the Rough Riders. <laughs> Very good questions, you guys. I appreciate this. Yeah. Um, Keeping us on our toes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it's interesting because it's like just kind of unique and I don't know. Not everybody can make things work. And like it seems like you're kind of finding these like recipes of like doing the whole thing, which allows you to. Well, you said it blew up after you started really mixing up together your talents. Like everything, yeah. yeah. You, you said you do like wedding photography and and video, but when you look at Nolita, like, is that a, just sort of a side thing or is that like, is the main thing? He's just asking for the show, not for your availability. <laughs> Are you can you just quit that? No, I'm just kidding. Well, actually, um, this is something that we have been talking about, but um, we have been getting contacted to do like wedding photography and wedding videography, but Nolita Studios is such like an exclusive brand for music related anything. So we're actually thinking about branching into a different company, but we were not going to talk about the name yet because we're still kind of deciding that. Yeah, we're just having... because like we really feel strongly that like when it comes to marketing, like it's always really good to just like really market your brand properly because like we do really focus on music. So if as soon as like we add like a wedding thing in there, it kind of just ruins the momentum of everything. So We've That's the, one of the things that we're learning. We have concerns <laughs> about just being too confusing. You know, like, yeah. uh, we're seeing, like, even talking to you guys now, like, I can see that it's like, we're going to oh, really have to be focused. Yeah, you know, we have to really focus on just narrowly, niching down what we're doing. Because even before, like, a year ago, we were doing, like, weddings, the like, wedding videos, like the photos, stuff, the music, like the websites, all, you know? So it's like, we can't be that much of an all-in-one job. So it's like, yeah. we're seeing now, like, obviously the lion's share of our income is music-related stuff now. So we're just really seeing that we're just going to start focusing more on that just so we can better serve the market for it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. How is the wedding game this year, Matt? Uh, now that I made launched a new website, it's like, I just booked two weddings for this year and then one for next year. So that's, that's good news. That exciting, like, it's weird to book two more for 2019 right now like in April, at mm -hmm. the end of April, so. Wow, that's yeah. soon. Yeah, well, I mean the wedding, yeah. For like oh, one, November and October weddings. Probably farmers, not sure. Those are always fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you wanna talk about? We're kinda at the last yeah. couple minutes. We this can... is sort of the sweet spot. Yeah, well how about where- we'll can... do the, Yeah, we'll do the self-promotion thing. Where can uh, people find you guys? Or hordes. Our hordes of streamers. Where are they, they going to find you guys? If you're an artist, we'll help you. If you listen Come this to www.nolitastudios.com. You can, you can go to nolitastudios.com slash uh, before the dust settles for 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> it really helps support the show. I'm just kidding. Um, That's yeah. the show name, by the That's way. That's our affiliate link market for Matt. Yeah. If you buy this audiobook off his website, you'll get 20% off. We're sponsored by Audio Audible. Brilliant.com, Squarespace, Squarespace Arby's, Amazon, Walmart, <laughs> McDonald's, yeah, yeah. Coca-Cola. Sorry, yeah. So where people can find you on 
Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, we're on there too. You're the one and only Nolita Studios. We are the Studios. one and only Nolita Studios. With an S at the uh, end. It took me three months to figure out our business name. I wanted it to be as, as exclusive as possible. And there was a dot com for it. Awesome. Yeah. That's rare. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all consistent. Nolita it's all consistent. Studios. It's just Nolita Studios. Perfect. Yeah. We try to make it very simple for our customers to find us. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you Thank for you having us. us.